Hey guys, it's Simi, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as it is Monday, February 13th, 2022, and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up, a handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. As far as today's show does go, we do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight stories. Two of them are kind of just quick hits that I thought were kind of cool and interesting, but Aside from that, we are going to talk about Tony Khan basically saying WWE is contract tampering with their talent. What's going on with Eddie Kingston? We got the reveal of the at-launch roster for WWE 2K23. Maybe a good indication that Randy Orton could be coming back soon and so much more. Because again, this is the wrestling wrap-up every Monday and Friday. Usually between 11 and 11.30 a.m. Pacific. I know tonight we're going, or this morning, we're going a little bit later at noon Pacific, but it's all good. We're here, and we're talking pro wrestling, whether you're watching live or watching later. If you are watching live, well, that's YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. We really appreciate it. If you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But remember, 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 it doesn't just have to be your Amazon Prime account. It can be anybody's Amazon Prime account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, anybody, anybody, anybody. Also, remember, if you're watching live on YouTube or watching on YouTube at all, you can help us out by becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Let's remember to head over to the Epic Game Store. My button's not wanting to load. There it goes. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming the free games or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or... All guys, well, you can use our code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Again, put in code PWNLIMITED for all Epic Game Store and Epic Game Store purchases, whether that's on your PC through the actual Epic Game Store, or on your PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, or Xbox and mobile device for certain Epic games like Fortnite. But with that... We got some stuffs to talk about today. And we're kicking it off with some AEW news that ties into WWE because, well, Khan basically went on record saying that WWE is contract tampering. Tony Khan says that WWE has tampered with contracts of AEW talent and that there is a quote, real war going on between AEW and WWE. In an interview with the Dan Lebetard show, Khan detailed alleged contract tampering by WWE and discussed competition between the two biggest companies in the United States. Khan stated the following. I can only speak to the challenges we've had, and I got a lot of wrestlers coming to me 
to, and allege that WWE reached out to them to tamper with their contracts and asked them to break their contracts, Khan said. I can't confirm that specifically. I can only tell you what the wrestlers have come to me and said, but I've had multiple wrestlers and staff report to me. It was very disturbing. And I've had to go out and try to put on a good put on good shows despite this alleged tampering. Stuff like that. But frankly, I don't think it stopped us because the quality of the product and the quality of the shows is at an all-time high right now. The wrestling business is very dirty, Khan continued. I only know what people have come to me and alleged or alleged. But I know, I do know. It's a real war between AEW and WWE, and the fans are interested in it. And that was part of the original business model of AEW, was I knew wrestling fans, frankly, are very interested in wrestling free agency and wrestling wars. And I believe we could create a free agent market that is definitely a real thing now. And that would be a big part of the story. Now, what's interesting is the story that is the most real, the most intense, and the most hatred in all of pro wrestling is that between the two com- the two wrestling promotions. I think we truly, truly hate each other. And I think it makes for real exciting TV. And it makes for an exciting wrestling war. Now, I don't know what Tony Khan's smoking in his pipe over there in Jacksonville or Chicago, whatever house he's at right now. But this just sounds like somebody trying to create a promo that's not really hitting well to hype up something. Like, this is just some of the most ridiculous stuff I've ever heard Tony Khan say. Like, let, let me re-read the last thing he said here that was quoted. And this uh, show was transcribed and quoted out from Post Wrestling. But they, he said... Now what's interesting is the story is the most in this is the story that is the most real, the most intense and the most hatred in all of pro wrestling is between the two wrestling promotions. What? The hatred? What? You got to be fucking kidding me, Tony Khan. Coming out here saying the war is real. We hate each other, but in the end it makes compelling television. So, do you not hate WWE? Does WWE not hate you? I mean, we know you hate WWE because you pulled Billy Gunn out of the DX celebration like last minute, kinda. They all thought Billy was in and Billy got pulled last minute because of Tony Khan. So it's like, I don't understand where Tony's coming from. I get it, I get it, I get it. WWE may have reached out to some of their talent, but it's not like Tony didn't do the same thing. Let's take Jeff Hardy, for example. How much do you want to bet? It's not legally tampering because Tony probably didn't reach out to Jeff specifically or any higher-ups like Christopher Daniels or whoever in AEW probably didn't reach out to Jeff Hardy specifically. But how much you want to bet that they knew when Jeff's contract was up, the date, the time, the minute because of Matt. And Matt was maybe negotiating things as a mediary. They got things like that that they're doing. Yeah, they're mad because WWE has reached out to their guys. Now, we don't know what WWE has reached out for. Who 
and how many. He was very vague on this. And the one interesting thing that he stated here was, I've had multiple wrestlers and staff report that to me about WWE reaching out. So is WWE reaching out to more than just wrestlers? Are they reaching out to producers as well? Are they reaching out to people on the non-wrestling side of things as far as going to the shows every week? Maybe people on the production side? Like not the in-ring, but the production side of things? We don't know. Tony was very vague here, but really just made this sound like a fan cutting a promo, trying to hype up something. That's not really much of nothing. Now, we do know WWE and AEW are not copacetic in the terms of they're going to work together and put on a super show or they're going to trade talent here and there periodically. No, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But for Tony to come out here and say the hatred is real, it is intense, da-da-da-da-da, I don't know. It still feels like Tony Khan is more fan than promoter. Because this sounds like something you, you hear a fan go out there and say, man, you know, you see these things in AEW and WWE and they respond to each other and blah, 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 and it's so cool and this and that. And they must hate each other because they want to hurt each other. And it's like, no, no. There's so many people in WWE that have friends in AEW. They want to see them do well and vice versa. People in AEW that have friends in WWE, they want to see them do well and whatnot. So it's like, honestly, for wrestlers... Having AEW is the best thing going because it's going to guarantee that they possibly make more money. When it was just WWE, the big game in town, and you had Impact and ROH as number two and three, and that couldn't compete with WWE's money, WWE wasn't worried about having to negotiate as hard. WWE wasn't worried about having to say, oh, well, we're going to offer you a three-year deal, 450000 a year. And then they go back, they go to AEW, this wrestler, and say, oh, WWE, and then they go back to WWE and go, AEW offered me five. Can you, can you match that or do more? And WWE then says 550. And it's stuff like that that's going to help wrestlers with having both companies. But it's stuff like this that is just a hindrance. Tony Khan saying, quote, the war, it's a real war. It's a real war. <clears throat> His exact line was, <clears throat> I do know it's a real war between WWE or AEW and WWE and the fans are interested in it. And that's, that was part of the original business model of AEW. So what to go head to head with WWE? Sure. But to start a war with them. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, what about war? TBS is in as many, if not more, homes than Monday Night Raw on USA Network. Or USA Network. Yeah, who does more ratings? And I know people are going to say, yeah, but WWE and Monday Night Raw are an institution. More people know about WWE than AEW. Da, da, da. Well, AEW's been around for three years. And how they're barely just sometimes cracking a million? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. But when WWE's got a show on a comparable network, doing... Twice as many viewers. Like, what did AEW do last week? I think it was like eight ninety nine. I can go look really fast. Uh, show buzz daily Wednesday the eighth. AEW did eight ninety nine. WWE did 
on Monday. We can't compare SmackDown because that is how you say different type of television that is broadcast compared to or network compared to cable. And now some might say compared to NXT, they beat NXT. Yeah, but NXT is told to us that it is a third developmental brand with people that we are trying to make into stars, but that are not stars yet. WWE on Raw last or Monday last week did. I have to do some math because they break it down differently. Uh, one nine six eight plus one eight eight one plus one seven five zero divided by three. WWE did one point eight six six million views last week. So divide that by eight ninety nine. No, you want to do 899 divided by 1866. WWE, WWE did 47% better than AEW last week. So, and I know ratings is all hearsay and this and that. And I've gone off about how ratings aren't all that accurate anyways and this and whatnot. But just, I, I don't understand where Tony's, what Tony's goal here is. To say we're in a real war. I, I just don't get it at all. It's kind of childish, I guess you could say. To say that we're in a real war the way he did. Now, if WWE is contract tampering, which I wouldn't put against them. We know that they've done it before. But if they are, then that's that's wrong on them. But... And I know Tony probably legally can't really say much on the matter, but when he goes, multiple wrestlers and staff report these things to me, I'm like, okay, cute. So let me know what you guys think in the comments below or in the live chat. You think Tony Khan was right for coming out and saying that we're at a real war? We're in a real war? That, you know, this is what the fans want? And these both companies hate each other? Now, if this was just a wrestler coming out and saying this, I'm like, yeah, whatever, okay. But it is the guy that runs AEW saying, quote, the most intense and most hatred in all of pro wrestling is between the two wrestling promotions. So he's telling us right there, he hates WWE. He hates WWE. Now, I don't know if WWE is going to respond to this in any way. They do have I. I actually haven't heard yet because I'm trying to think if they're doing a press conference. They might, but they haven't officially announced if they are doing a press conference after Elimination Chamber this weekend or not. I doubt any of those people there ask about this. Hey, what are your thoughts on the comments of Tony Khan stating that the two companies are at a, in a real war? And honestly, Triple H could just say, I got no comment. He doesn't have to comment. Whether you think he does or not, he he could be the bigger person here and not comment and just go on and do his own thing. So, we'll see if WWE does comment or not. I don't think they would, but at the same time, I wouldn't fully put it against them. As we move forward, one AEW wrestler is supposedly dealing with an injury, and he was pulled from a Defy wrestling event this past weekend, and that is Eddie Kingston. Um, early on Saturday, Defy Wrestling did announce that Eddie Kingston will be missing their event and is scheduled a match against Artemis Spencer. 
The word is that Kingston suffered an injury last Wednesday, and it's hoped that he will return quickly from the injury. Kingston didn't appear on AEW Dynamite nor Rampage, so the circumstance of how he got the actual injury is still unknown. Kingston hasn't been involved in angles with Ortiz and the House of Black. We haven't really seen him in a while. Interesting thing here. The most interesting thing of all of this is that some are trying to claim that he suffered an injury Wednesday. Yet, Saturday morning, he was still hyping up this match. If we go over to Eddie Kingston's Twitter account, I'm going to pull this up here on the screen right now. Let's see. And this is after some controversy with Eddie Kingston last week where he was calling out the roster of AEW, basically calling them all pussies. But Eddie, oop, two Ds. Kingston. Because <clears throat> if we go and look at Eddie Kingston's Twitter. um, Where is it? February. Ooh, did he pull it down? I know he's still been advertise or hyping up Battle in the Valley, the uh, New Japan show in San Jose this weekend. He's still hyping up that one as of yesterday. So maybe he did delete the tweet about um, the Defy show, but as of yesterday. He's still hyping up his appearance for this weekend's New Japan show. So we'll see what's going on there. We'll see if we do learn anything new on the injury Eddie Kingston. But I thought I would bring that quick news note to you guys. Because Eddie Kingston is currently out with an injury. But scheduled to work a show this weekend with a guy who may be done with New Japan soon in Jay White. There's a lot of... Questions concerning Jay White's status with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He has been, quote, banned to wrestle for New Japan in Japan after losing the Loser Leaves Japan match against Hikaleo. So maybe he just comes to the United States and only works for New Japan in the States. Or maybe he's leaving New Japan. We'll have to wait and see what's going on with Switchblade. But one man that has worked for New Japan pretty heavily and now also works for AEW is old. Lance Archer, and it seems like Lance Archer ain't happy right now as Lance Archer tweeted out the following. Let's pull that up on the screen right here if it even wants to load. There it goes. Um, for some reason, this is loading very slowly. But Lance Archer did send out the following tweet stating, 51 days since I laced up my boots last, not by choice. Well, that's an interesting one. That's a very interesting one to note that he's basically saying that they are not letting him wrestle. They are not putting him on the shows. They are not using him. That tweet was sent out last night. No, yesterday morning or afternoon, depending on where you live. So, yeah. Another AEW wrestler disgruntled. So, excuse me, we saw Eddie Kingston to tie that back in. We saw Eddie Kingston talking mad crap on the roster last week. I mean, we can pull those back up too and and dive into those, but that's just a whole other thing that I'm not too adverse in because I didn't really deep dive into those or really super look into those. So, yeah. 
This has been an ongoing thing with AEW. Since they started, basically, they sign somebody. They push them, 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 and then they just disappear. And then we end up hearing, oh, yeah, well, they're just not bringing me to TV. Oh, yeah, they're just not giving me any creative. Oh, yeah, they're just not doing anything with me, even though I've done so much in the company already. So we'll see what happens with Lance Archer. The murder hawk monster has not been seen, as he stated, in 51 days. Well, hasn't laced up his boots in 51 days. When was the last match he had? Lance Archer cage match. Lance Archer's last match was on. It was for New Japan. It was the 23rd of December. It was in Japan. And it was Suzuki Goon versus Suzuki Goon. It was Doki, Taichi, Yoshinobu, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Zack Sabre Jr. against El Desperado, Lance Archer, Minoru Suzuki, and Taka Michinoku. They then worked uh, the day before. It was Chaos versus Suzuki Goon. He also worked a, a show, the Takataichi Together show in Tokyo as well. He hasn't worked for AEW since last November when he lost to Ricky Starks in the first round of the Eliminator Tournament back in November. So, we'll see where it goes. We know AEW favorites certain wrestlers and whatnot. You see the same guys on TV every week, and then you have other guys where you're like, man, you were really behind this guy at one point, and then just like said, screw it, we're done with you. Now, speaking of New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan actually revealed the brackets and first-round lineup, kind of second round as well, for the New Japan Cup coming to us on March 5th. The tournament will run from March 5th to March 21st. We're going to pull up the brackets for that right here and pop it up on the screen. There's some interesting things with this. So let's do this. Whoops, wrong screen there. Let's pop this here. Let's pop this over here so you guys can see it as well. Let's just look at it. There are some things here that have me very, like, scratching my head. So as you see here, you got first-round matches. And with every first-round match, they will take on somebody that gets a buy out of the first round. So, like, here, Sonata, Taichi, winner, will face Kenta. So why does Kenta get a buy? Interesting. Hitsuya Naito, El Fantasmo, winner of that, will then face Chase Owens. Out of all these people getting buys, why is Chase Owens getting a buy? You have Ren Narita versus Evil. The winner of that match will then move on to the next round to face Jeff Cobb. You have Toru Yanu and Mark Davis. The winner of that round will then move on to face Will Ospreay. Moving on to the other side of the brackets, and <clears throat> there's also dates here for all these matches as well if you guys are interested to know when they actually start. we got matches starting on, like I said, the 5th. Going all the way to the 21st. On the other side, the right side, is Yoshihashi against Kyle Fletcher. Winner will take on Haruki Goto, who's got a buy out of the first round. We got Shingo Takagi and Aaron Hanare squaring off. Winner of that takes on Tamatonga. David Finley and Tomohiro Ishii. 
Winner of that faces off against Great Okan. And then we have Shota Umino taking on Yujiro Takahashi. And the winner of that will take on Zack Sabre Jr. So if I'm going to... Let's do some predictions here first. Sonata Taichi. I say Sonata. Sonata then goes on to face Kenta. Tough one. But I would say Kenta. We then have... Uh, <coughs> Tetsuya Naito and El Fantasmo with the winner of that match, which I... I'm going to predict Naito, like, without even thinking about it. Tetsuya Naito, winner takes on Chase Owens. I say Naito defeats Owens. Then that would leave Kenta Naito. So then maybe I go Naito beats Kenta. So then up here would be Naito. Actually, let me write this down so I don't forget it. Knowing me, I'm going to forget it. Let's see if I can predict who I think is going to win the tournament. So I have top right, Naito. Let me go down here. Renarita and Evil. I'll say Evil. Jeff Cobb and Evil. Jeff Cobb. Then we have Toriyanu and Mark Davis taking on, or the winner will take on Mark, uh, Will Ospreay. I'm going to say this one's a tougher one because I don't think it really. I'm going to say Toriyanu because I don't think they do Aussie Open versus Aussie Open. So I'm going to say Yano wins this, takes on Will Ospreay, and Will Ospreay just squashes him really quick. Then we have Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay. That's another tough one because that is um, United Empire versus United Empire. So it's like, do they really go that route? Ugh, man. And I think about it like that. I'm going to say they do. And bottom left goes to Ospreay. Then we go up to the top right. We have Yoshihashi and Tyler, uh, Kyle Fletcher. Uh, we'll go Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto. Goto beats Yoshihashi. We then have Shingo Takagi and Aaron Hanare. Of course, Shingo Takagi defeats Aaron Hanare. Shingo Takagi versus Tamatanga. I say Shingo versus... Uh, Shingo beats Tamatanga. That then makes it Goto and uh, Shingo. And I say Shingo wins top right. You know, these are... Done in quadrants, kind of. Shingo. Then the bottom, we got David Finley and Tomohiro Ishii. I say Ishii wins and takes on Great Okan. And oh, this is a hard one. I'm going to say Ishii beats Great Okan. They have Shota Umino and Yujiro Takahashi. Shota Umino wins, takes on Zack Sabre Jr. And Zack Sabre Jr. beats Shota Umino. That then leaves us with Tomohiro Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. And I think, um, uh, damn, um, screw it. Because Sabre's a champion, I'd put Sabre over Tomohiro Ishii. Zack Sabre, bottom right quadrant. Sabre. Then we go to the semifinals. It would be, so we have right here, would be Naito. Down here, Will Ospreay, Shingo Takagi, and Zack Sabre Jr. So if I'm fantasy booking this or predicting Naito Ospreay, I say Ospreay wins that match. And then I say Shingo beats Zack Sabre Jr. We then get Ospreay versus Shingo in the finals. Osprey picking up the win. Osprey winning the whole tournament. So if I am predicting here, 
Bingo, bango, bongo. Will Ospreay is my winner of the 2023 New Japan Cup. Again, the New Japan Cup does run from March 5th through the 21st. So we'll see how this all does go. Oh, I'm so dumb. I never put any of this on the screen for you guys, did I? Dang, I never did. I thought I was pointing stuff out and clicking that and never actually flipped over. You guys can see the brackets right here now. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to isolate this segment from the um, podcast and post it up later in an interesting way. You guys can follow along with my predictions. As we move forward, we're going to hit some WWE news. Because... WWE and 2K, well, they released the, I guess you could say, launch roster for WWE 2K23, and I am going to make sure that, that pops up on the screen. <clears throat> so let's read everybody. So let's read everybody who will be in the launch roster of the game. It's a long one. I didn't count how many names it is in total. Give me one second. Um... It is, I could do some quick, 180, nearly 180 different wrestlers. So, as far as this list does go, we've got, scroll back up to the top, AJ Styles, Akira Tozawa, Alba Fire, Alexa Bliss, Aaliyah, Andre the Giant, Angel Garza, Angelo Dawkins, Apollo Crews, Asuka, Austin Theory, Axiom, Batista, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Beth Phoenix, Bianca Belair, The Big Boss Man, Big E, Bobby Lashley, The Boogeyman, Booker T, Braun Strowman, Brett the Hitman Hart, Brie Bella, The British Bulldog, Brock Lesnar, Braun Breaker, Bruno San Martino, Brutus Creed, Butch, Cactus Jack, Cameron Grimes, Carmella, Carmelo Hayes, Cedric Alexander, Chad Gable, Charlotte Flair, China, Cody Rhodes, Commander Aziz, Cora Jade, Cruz del Toro, Dakota Kai, Damian Priest, Dana Brooke, Dexter Loomis, Diesel, Doink, Dolph Ziggler, Dominic Mysterio, Dewdrop, Drew Gulak, Drew McIntyre, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, Elias, Eric Bischoff, which is an interesting one, Eric Ezekiel. So both Elias and Ezekiel are in the game. Yeah, I'm making him a tag team day one. Farouk, Giovanni Vinci, Finn Balor, Gigi Dolan, Goldberg, Grayson Waller, Happy Corbin, Hollywood Hogan, Hulk Hogan, Humberto Carrillo, The Hurricane, Ilya Dragunov, Indy Hartwell, EO Sky, Ivar, JC Jane, Jake the Snake Roberts, J.D. McDonough, Jerry the King Lawler, Jay Uso, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Jimmy Uso, Ginger Mahal, Walking Wild, JBL, John Cena, Julius Creed, Kane, Karrion Cross, Katana Chance, Caden Carter, Kevin Nash, Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, Kurt Angle, Ellie Knight, Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, Lita, Logan Paul, Ludwig Kaiser, Mace, Macho Man Randy Savage, Madcap Moss, Mansoor, Matt Riddle, 
Maurice, Molly Holly, Montez Ford, Mr. McMahon, Mustafa Ali, MVP, Natalia, Nikki ASH, Nikki Bella, Nikki, uh, Nikita Lyons, Noam Dar, Omas, Otis, Queen Zelina, Randy Orton, Raquel Rodriguez, Razor Ramon, Reggie is an interesting one. Rey Mysterio, Rhea Ripley, Rick Boogs, Ricochet, Ridge Holland, uh, Rikishi, Rob Van Dam, Robert Roode, Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Roxanne Perez, R-Truth, Sami Zayn, Santos Escobar, Scarlett, Scott Hall, Seth Rollins, Shane McMahon, Shanky, Shawn Michaels, Shayna Baszler, Sheamus, Shelton Benjamin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Shotzi, Solo Sokoa, Sonya Deville, Stacey Keebler, another interesting one, Sonya, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Stephanie McMahon, Six, Tamina, T-Bar, Ted DiBiase, The Miz, The Rock, Titus O'Neil, Tommaso Ciampa, Triple H, Chris Stratus, Tyler Bate, Ultimate Warrior, Umaga, Undertaker, Vader, Veer Mahan, Gunther, Wes Lee, Xavier Woods, Zia Lee, X-Pac, Yokozuna, and Zoe Stark are all in the base launch roster of the game. Then if you get some DLC and the Ruthless Aggression pack, you get Brock Lesnar from 01, the prototype, Randy Orton from 02, and Leviathan. Plus, as a pre-order bonus, you also get Bad Bunny. So there we go. That's everybody that will be on the roster for WWE 2K22 when the game does officially launch, whether you get it on March 17th or March 14th for early access. <clears throat> but now, some of the main roster names missing from said list. I did kind of go through it really quick and see. We do have, and these are... Some of these names I wasn't expecting because, like, they just came back. But some are interesting, like Ashanti the Adonis, B-Fab, and Top Dalla. Like, if they are not in the game, how's Strowman in the game when he returned right around the same time? Others not listed on here. Bray Wyatt, who, again, returned a little bit after Braun, but not long after Braun. Bronson Reed. He came back in like December time. So yeah, okay, whatever. Candice LeRae, another interesting omission. Chelsea Green, she just returned at the Royal Rumble. So I wasn't expecting that one. Emma kind of came back maybe too soon. Because we're, we're gauging these off of, okay. Braun Strowman returned in, what date did Braun Strowman return on? Ron Strowman returned to WWE September. September. <clears throat> and so you have other guys that returned in like October. How's Strowman in this game? And now guys like, especially like Bray. Then other omissions. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. They returned right around the same time as Braun. Good. Let's see when they returned. Uh, and, and some of these names that we're mentioning now could end up being October 10th. So about three weeks after Braun and some of these names that we're mentioning now could end up being DLC, but, um, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Maxine Dupree. Why ain't she on there as a manager? If we've got, well, because it's not maximum male models, I guess you could say Mansoor is in the game as Mansoor and, and Mace is in the game as Mace, but not Masay. I know Mia Yim. No Naomi, which is a very interesting one. Tegan Knox, 
and Valhalla. So those are the main roster names that have been omitted, I guess you could say. But, oh, and Johnny Gargano, but that's what we're going to talk about right now. Johnny Gargano says that he will be in this game despite not actually being on the roster list put out by 2K. We have this tweet here from Johnny Gargano himself that is accompanied with an image that does state the following. There were some rumblings this morning. So I talked to my friends over at WWE Games, and I'm happy to announce myself that Johnny Wrestling will be playable at launch. He then accidentally put hashtag WW2K33 and corrected himself going, whoops, I meant hashtag WW2K22. Hopefully my career lasts until 2K20 or 2K33. So Johnny Gargano says that he will be in the game. And the interesting thing here is he put that out. Yet 2K still hasn't gone back and fixed their roster list. I mean, it's as simple as going to the page, clicking edit, and adding him in with the other J names. So <clears throat> that's an interesting one as far as Johnny says he's in the game. They haven't, you know, made any acknowledgement to it. I can go check their Twitter really fast. Let's go here. Let's see. Um, WWE Games. Let's see if they've said anything regarding Johnny Gargano. Even if they just retweeted his. Okay. So they retweeted Gargano's tweet with a smiley face wearing sunglasses. So that might be all the confirmation we need. So that's interesting. Now, WWE 2K23 comes out in about a month, depending on it. Well, yeah, it comes out in a month. And that's still a ways away, but one thing that came and gone already last night was the Super Bowl, and we're just going to touch on some fun things here as far as WWE superstars appearing in Super Bowl commercials. So, first off, we're going to talk about The Miz. The Miz appeared in a commercial, basically for Fox, hyping up the Super Bowl, and in a funny spot, you know, The Miz talked about certain things, and I'm going to go and do this and that, and I'm going to main van WrestleMania, and da 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 and then he said something about He's going to celebrate the win, even if he has to miss Raw this week. And the, the producer behind the scenes in the commercial is like, wait, do you have a match on Monday? You can't miss the show. I thought that was funny. Um, the Undertaker appeared in a DraftKings commercial that had a lot of big-name celebrities, but the star of the commercial was Kevin Hart. We also saw Dave Batista as they debuted the new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. We saw John Cena as they showed off the new trailer for Fast 10. And, of course, WWE Hall of Famer Snoop Dogg had a couple commercials. And Snoop Dogg's golden WWE championship belt was spotted around the waist of another celebrity who was in attendance at the Super Bowl last night. And that celebrity was, well, why did my thing just freeze? I had it written down here. Well, Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski, last week, Pete Davidson had it at the Pro Bowl. So I don't know where this is all leading to. The whole um, Snoop doesn't have his belt. Other people keep popping up with it. I don't know where this is all leading to. Maybe just a bunch of cameos at WrestleMania. Now, 
couple weeks ago was the Royal Rumble, and at the Royal Rumble, we did see the WWE return of Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green is now playing a, I guess you can say, Karen-type character on WWE's main roster. She's appeared since the Royal Rumble on both Raw and SmackDown. And I'm going to pull up this tweet and image here on the screen because it's very interesting, something that was spotted on the video for her entrance. And I don't know if this is just they're reusing her old video Titantron or if this is for something new. But as we see here, Chelsea Green's video but in the corner down here, the logo for the Robert Stone brand. This was from last Friday. She competed on SmackDown, but this right here, the Robert Stone brand logo. So could there be the possibility that Robert Stone is going to end up coming to the main roster with Chelsea Green? They were an item. They were a pairing in NXT where they were not, her character in NXT was not a Karen. She was more like a stuck up influencer, I guess you could say, social media influencer type person, if you had to give her a character when she was in NXT. But she was with Robert Stone. Robert Stone was her manager slash representative or whatever you want to call it, or agent. And so it's interesting that the Robert Stone logo is on the video in the corner. We haven't heard or seen anything of Robert Stone being with her. And it's been a while also, I believe. I don't watch NXT regularly, but it's been a while since I've seen Robert Stone appear on NXT television. We have one final story to get to that has to do with Randy Orton. So Dave Meltzer put in last week's Wrestling Observer newsletter that he's heard nothing pertaining to Randy Orton, that Randy Orton's return is either not happening anytime soon or being kept a very, very, very big secret. Well, pull this up on the screen. Most of you are probably not going to be able to read it. I have translated this. This does come from wrestling bootmaker Jose G. Sands as he was doing a Q&A on his Facebook and was asked a question. So up here is the question. It asks, who was the wrestler that impacted you the most that ordered uh, some boots from you, basically? And then down here, his response is, well, I haven't made them yet, but Randy Orton is in contact with me by email for his return currently. Drew McIntyre and Bray Wyatt are some of the biggest superstars. Today, I received the order for Cody's boots for WrestleMania. So this is very interesting that this man, who is very widely known as one of the best shoe-slash-boot makers in pro wrestling, as far as wrestling gear and stuff do go, stating that, yes, I've been in contact recently with Randy Orton, to work on some boots for him for his return. When is that return actually happening, though? Could we be seeing Randy Orton back in time for WrestleMania? WrestleMania is less than two months away. Elimination Chamber is this Saturday. So maybe next week on Raw, Randy Orton returns. Maybe we finally get that Randy Orton Riddle match we've been asking for that they've been telling us they're going to do. Maybe Riddle returns next week on Raw. And as he's out there saying, yeah, Solo hurt me and put me out. And I know it was only supposed to be six weeks, but it's been longer and blah, 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 blah. And he's like feeling sad for himself because of it. Orton then comes out 
and is super heel and takes him out and challenges him to wrestle. I don't know. Now I'm just I'm just fantasy booking. But but it's very interesting that Randy Orton could be coming back soon as Jose G. Sands, a very, very famous and widely known wrestling bootmaker, stated that Randy Orton contacted him via email and he's gonna make Randy new boots. And he also got the order for Cody's WrestleMania boots. Wonder what those are going to be. Those don't have polka dots on them. Come on. Come on. He's done it once before. Polka dots at WrestleMania. Remember the polka dot star, excuse me, stardust outfit? But that's neither here or there. Fran Orton is returning soon. I would be so happy. Most wrestling fans would probably be very, very happy because Randy's been out with a, what's been called, very serious back injury. Hopefully, he does return and returns soon. But like I say, don't come back too soon. If your health, your health is more important than our entertainment. So don't come back too soon. With that, guys, that's going to wrap up the wrap up. I do want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited or YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, tonight is Monday Night Raw. Four things have been announced for that show, so let's tell you everything that you can expect tonight. Whoa, that doubled that up by accident for tonight's Monday Night Raw. Far as tonight's Raw does go, we'll pop this up on the screen over here. We do have a contract signing for their match at Elimination Chamber with Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Also, we do know that Seth Rollins will be the special guest tonight on Miz TV. It's a six-woman tag team match. It's essentially Team Raw versus Team SmackDown is representing Raw. It's Asuka, Carmella, and Nikki Cross. And representing SmackDown, it's Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, and Natalia. And finally, The Miz will be going one-on-one with Rick Boogs. With that, guys, that's everything that has so far been announced for tonight's Monday Night Raw, February 13th, 2023. So with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here, whether you're watching live, watching later, or listening later. And see you tonight for Monday Night Raw. Have a good one, guys.